From a whisper to a roar, our voice has grown in strength and volume. Echoes from our past guide our future as we explore the woman's voice. Okay, and today we are going to welcome Loretta Ryan. Now, I have to say, Loretta Ryan being an ABC reporter, anchor extraordinaire, I'm a little bit nervous having a chat to you today. No, don't be nervous. I'm nervous chatting to you. I'm usually the one doing the interviewing. And I'm usually usually the one that's being interviewed. So we've completely swapped roles. I know. It could be an interesting journey. Let, hang on, people. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today, Loretta. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure, actually. It's it's lovely. And I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast as well and the other, other women on. And they've got some really interesting lives and, yeah, stories. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're going to get straight into it today. And the first burning question is, how has your voice led you to be here today? Well, um, I suppose my voice is my work, uh, or maybe you'd call it my tool, really, uh, tool of the trade. It's I've been using my voice for my work since, well, I was 17 and a half. I started in radio at 17 and a half, but actually before that, because I had a part-time job at David Jones Toomble when I was in the general office. And um, part of that job was getting on the microphone and opening and closing the store and paging people, you know, paging staff. Or uh, And so I did a little bit of that. And so that was before I, I got my job in radio. And so before I even knew that I'd be talking, you know, on the wireless, but when I when I started in radio, I wasn't always on the air. It was behind the scenes, and it wasn't until I learned how to voice commercials and worked in the production area, and then did an air TV course at night, that I got to like news reading. And someone said to me when we did the news reading part of the course, um, you know, have you ever thought of reading news? And I was like, oh, uh, you know, no, because I sort of. I hadn't, I, you know, I hadn't been long in radio. But anyway, that's where I ended up progressing to and was in news for quite a long time. Um, but it's not until, you know, someone says to you or puts the idea in your mind and tells you that you're good, that, that you have a, a good voice, that you should think of that, uh, that, that I probably wouldn't have thought of that before. So it was, that's been very interesting. So, yes, I've been using my voice for work. So it is really my tool, the thing I use every day. How was it when you entered into the market? And I'm not sure exactly what year you started, but, you know, traditionally radio or I'm going to say the wireless. The wireless. <laughs> the wireless, which is what I grew up with. You know, it was a male-dominated field to work in. Did you come up against anything as a, as a female in the industry? Yeah, it was a male-dominated industry, although there, I remember there was one female announcer. There you go, one. Um, and, and, of course, her shift was evenings, mm-hmm. uh, probably midnight to dawn, I think, late nights. And she had a very good voice. She would voice a lot of commercials. But, you know, I suppose back then you that was the norm. You didn't sort of think about it. They, they did have female newsreaders, um, but the announcers, yes, were, were few and far between. And thankfully it's different today, especially at the ABC. There are more women. But, um, yeah, I didn't, 
I didn't notice any obstacles to me wanting to okay. do news reading or go go down the news reading path, and particularly, and I was encouraged to do um, reading of ads as well. So I've been pretty lucky with with you know my journey, I guess, in radio. Mm-hmm. One of the voices I remember was Yana. Was it on sixty Minutes? Yana Vent, yes. Yana Vent. Yeah. What a voice that was. What what a voice and the perfume steamroller. I think they called her. Oh wow! Um, she was such a you know a strong journalist and a uh, female. Isn't it funny that they called her you know the perfume steamroller? I don't know if you get away with that these days. Um, no. Yes, uh, a very authoritative voice um, and. Uh, yeah, that you really wanted to listen to as soon as you heard her. And, yeah, mm. she's one that I ha- have admired over the years. Look, you are considered a, a being a radio uh, personality, you are considered a leader in the community and there's a certain responsibility that comes with that. When did you realise the power that comes behind having a voice and being on, you know, as a personality on radio? I think it's when you talk to people, the general public, you tell their story, which is in particular something that I love doing is interviewing people and telling their story. So I suppose effectively I'm their voice because I can put their story on the radio. And for me, that's very powerful and that's very important for people um, because you come across a lot of different stories, you know, charity stories, people going through different things. Um, And, you know, I think that is that is a strong thing for me to be able to do um, and that's something that's very important. So the power of my voice is probably through radio and telling their stories. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there's ever been a life experience in your life that's affected the tone of your voice? Um, yes, I certainly lost my voice um, when I've been really anxious I must have had some sort of anxiety I was worried about something and I think in particular um, I was worrying about the job and about a role that I was going to do and I got myself so anxious and so worked up about it that I ended up losing my voice I think it was around the time I was going to read breakfast news and I was so anxious about it that I (laughs) I got got all husky and lost my voice. Um, And I think another time it was in a bad relationship and I wasn't voicing what was wrong. I was unhappy and I wasn't, you know, I I, I wasn't saying anything about it and I noticed then it affected my voice. Isn't it interesting how what's going on psychologically can affect the physical voice quite literally. It's quite common for people that are going through emotional upset or trauma to end up with laryngitis or pharyngitis. And what was the process that you went through to get past that then? Well, the relationship I think I broke up with. Um, but it, and it wasn't till much later that I realised that that's what it was that was affecting my voice because I also used to sigh a lot, and I didn't know it. You know, I used to, and I, and my breathing was short, and and I know, you know, if I'd go to bed at night to try to get to sleep, I'd have trouble, and then I'd sigh and try to get a breath. So, mm-hmm. but when that relationship finished, that all went away, and it wasn't until a little bit later I thought, wow, I was really holding something in. Mm-hmm. and not speaking 
out. It's not speaking up, not not saying how unhappy I was. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose that's been a little bit of my problem is the anxiousness and maybe uh, getting nervous and getting um, a lack of confidence at times. Mm-hmm. And that does affect the tone of your voice. Especially mm-hmm. nervousness because your nervousness makes your voice go a little bit higher and thinner, I mm-hmm. find. Um, but when I'm confident and like if I'm emceeing something, um, you know, it can be, it can sound stronger and I can feel that it's stronger. But I have had times also reading the news that's happened to me and also sometimes if I've emceed something, I've worked myself up and told myself that I'm going to, I'm going to lose my breath. I'm going to lose my breath. Mm. And, and I don't know why I, I did that to myself, but it was some sort of anxiousness. Anxiousness, and then, and I would lose my breath, and, and I couldn't get the words out. And I'd have to, luckily, if there was a grab of something, you know, an interview, I'd hit that and then try to regain myself. It was really scary times, and I don't know if it was at that time I was going through something, and that's mm. why I was reacting like that. Sometimes I find that clients that have had experiences as children in cognitive development, they get up and do a presentation at school and they have had a negative experience, you know, kids throwing spitballs and sniggering behind their their hands and they've had that negative experience, then that transcends as they go into adults and they'll find Mm -hmm. themselves in a situation that triggers them. And all of that anxiousness, you know, going back to being an eight-year-old little child Mm -hmm. goes... (laughs) Oh my goodness! What is that cellular memory still sits in us, and it's a process of of healing. So, it's it's just fascinating how if we aren't present enough to understand what's going on and what are the thoughts going on in the subconscious, mm. how mm. that's going to impact. Do you do anything, you know, meditation, or do you do anything that to ground yourself? I was doing Bikram yoga. I say was because I need to get back into it because I've been a bit slack over the last couple of months. But Bikram yoga, I felt, really helped me because particularly the breathing. Um, they breathe in through your nose and out through your, your nose. And I've often, if I've been anxious before, I've got to emcee something or go on air or I would, I would do the breathing. I would just stop for a minute, breathe in through the nose and then out through the nose. And I found that really calmed me down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, got I was sort of, I don't know whether it slows your heart rate down a bit or something, but yeah. I felt that really yeah. works for me. So, yes, I do do that breathing technique okay. often. Excellent. It's just that sometimes the subtle things, those, those yeah. anchor points that you can go to to make sure that you are in check, we forget sometimes how powerful they are. You know, breathing, how's that going to help my voice? Yeah. Uh, so have you ever been afraid to speak your truth? Yes, and look, it still happens, I think, today because I'm often afraid to speak up if I'm not happy about something or even at work, you know, um, speak up about something that I disagree with, say. You know, I don't want to offend people and then I won't say something or and I notice then if you do say something, my voice is quite weak because I'm a I'm not confident in saying what I'm saying and I don't want to say it. So, yes. So, um, and that's my problem, I think, about not being assertive enough sometimes and not being confident to be able to put my point across 
and be, I suppose, um, hit down, you know, Mm -hmm. um, disagreed with or be able to get my point across and stick with it. I don't like to, I don't want to criticise people, but you know how sometimes you just want to say, no, this is the way I want to do it. But knowing how to say that in a way that you're not, you're not offending anybody. So sometimes, um, or if someone's, I don't know, you know, sometimes in work you do disagree with each other or, but sometimes I just don't say anything and it's almost like I roll over and, okay, I'll just let, you know, do you know what I mean? Sometimes there's a time and a place, isn't there? And yeah. and I think it's about, you know, do I let this go because it's really not going to affect me at the end of the day yeah. or identifying is this serving me and is this serving, am I doing the doing and being the best that I can be and that's in that in that moment and it's making that decision Mm. what's best for you and the circumstance at the time yes yeah so and you know being confident to express your opinion or or about being able also to express your opinion in a strong voice yeah 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 and have the voice that supports you so it might you may know that you're going to have difficult conversations and and we're going to have Mm. um, do some podcasts on difficult conversations later in the year but it's about having that confidence that your voice is going to support you in that moment and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person or it's a negative situation or that something horrible is going to happen uh women generally i find shy away from that because they don't want to upset the apple cart whereas men generally in those conversations you know, get in there and rough and tumble and have mm. a bit of a banter, sort it mm. out, mate. Yeah. I do find, though, at times, you know, being a woman, and this does still happen, that you you might start to speak about something and sometimes men, they they do talk over you. It still happens in workplaces. Mm. And they do um, often, I don't know if I want to say discard what you're saying, but I see it happening and it it has happened to me Mm. and I don't know why that happens still and I don't, you know, is it because I'm not showing enough assertiveness or strength in what I'm saying Mm. and I'm not projecting, I'm speaking now, listen to me. Yeah. You know, know, it's it's, it's interesting. Is it it what you're saying or is it how you're saying it and and if your voice isn't supporting you in that moment, then your all your inflections are going to be going the wrong way, aren't they? Mm. So you mm. could be making a statement and you're actually having an upward inflection. And so that doesn't land effectively. And, and you know, I've worked with clients a lot where they say, I'll bring something to the table and then Tom next week says it and it, it lands beautifully. And I'm like, that's my idea. So right. we unpack that and identify, well, how was it that you said that? And you didn't say it with that gravitas. You didn't land it as a statement. You didn't own it. The voice wasn't supporting you. So, of course, it's not going to land the way that Tom is going to bring it in and make it land. So Mm. sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I find that that can be um, an Mm. issue that there's this apology that goes on in the woman's voice. Yes, I feel, and I feel that I am guilty of an apology in the voice at times, yes. Definitely. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's because I'm not confident in what I'm saying or if I'm not wanting to offend someone. So I'll skirt around the edges. Yeah. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Mm. What about your voice? Has it ever saved your life? Has there ever been a life and death situation? That's interesting. You know, I was thinking about this and, and possibly this is the one. It, last year I f- slipped in the shower 
and I was by myself. I came home from my Bikram yoga class. I was going out. It was Mother's Day and I was going out to, to my brothers with mum, you know, for Mother's Day lunch. Had a quick shower after yoga, was about to get ready and I, I was washing my hair and I, oh, no, I forgot the washer. So, you know, I was going to let the hair thing on, leave it on. So I got out of the shower to go and get the washer. I didn't have a non-slip mat on the shower floor. And I, all the only, the last thing I can remember is my foot going and slipping. And then then I can remember getting up and feeling that my, my eye was funny. I, I was trying to look in the mirror. I knew something had happened. I ran out to the phone, but I couldn't really see what I was doing and I was panicking. And the only thing I could remember, could think about doing was to open the door and stand at the top of the stairwell in my unit block and yell help, which I did do several times. Help, somebody help me. I don't know if I had any clothes on at the time either. I can't remember if I got a towel. I can't remember anything. The visual is is there. I know. (laughs) And I was just yelling, help, help, will somebody help me? And after a little while, two people came out of their door and they took me inside. And, of course, they didn't know what had happened. I obviously had blood down my my face and I was saying, help me, I don't know what's happened. And so they took me inside and they rang the ambulance and the police and I went to hospital and had a fractured eye socket. Um, Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I used my voice that day to yell for help. Absolutely. Well done. Well, well, you know, I don't know that I would have run out into the into the hallway without a towel around me. But well, look, I, I I think that I must have grabbed something. 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 <laughs> I think. <laughs> I hope. But I mean, they stood there and looked for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Loretta. Do you do you like the sound of your voice? No, probably not. Look, I look. I do when I I hear myself doing um, ads or or promos for work, um, and or on hold messages, something like that. Um, when I listen back to this interview, I won't like it, <laughs> and, um, because I. Is, is that because you've got the time? You've got the time. You're in a sound booth. You can practice it. You can do it again. Take take twenty seven. Um, probably because I'm doing a different thing. So I'm reading a script and I'm being more serious. I'm more relaxed here talking to you. Um, and, and sometimes even when I'm doing the breakfast show on the radio, I get into the, yeah, we laugh and joke and, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and there you go. And I hate saying, you know, and I've listened back to something that I've done an interview before when you're thinking on the spot and I've counted all these you knows, I think you've got to stop saying that. Um, so do I like the sound of my own voice? I do at times when I'm emceeing something, as I said, or doing ads, I know I can do them well and I know I like the sound of my voice then uh, because I've been told that as well and it makes me feel good. But I'm concentrating on that and that's what I'm doing. But when I'm relaxed and doing an interview and then I listen to myself back, I think, oh, no. So do you think do you think when you're doing an ad, let's use that as as an example, when you're doing an ad, you're taking on a persona yes. rather than being yourself? So are you is the brain being more judgmental and critical to yourself? Like, you know, because yes. a lot of women will say, you know, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice, and actually a lot of men, but 
is it just something else for us to hate on on ourselves? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's true. You know, when I was reading the news, I I liked my voice reading the news. It was interesting. One thing we were told to do was and it really makes a difference, is, is just put that smile in your voice and mm. you can't smile like you're laughing during a news story, but you can the difference in your the sound of your voice when your mouth is in a smile position as opposed to reading an article and you're, you know, really serious, uh, it makes such a difference to your voice, I found, mm. really, and, and that in, in ads as well. Mm. But, yes, I think maybe it's just another another chance to be critical of myself. So do you know do you know why that is that that internal smile what it does to the voice? Um I don't really know. I haven't thought about what it does. Uh, um does it make it sound clearer? Maybe? Well, there's a bit of a science behind it. Can I can I yes. can I t- help you understand that one? <laughs> there's a science behind it. You know, I used to listen to my students or my speakers or someone who I really wanted to connect with, with my right ear. Mm. And I just thought I was going left in my, deaf in my left Mm. ear. But I would not only do that, I would close my eyes and tilt my head and listen with that right ear. And when I did some research on it, I found that this fascinating science behind why that is. So the right ear connects to the left hemisphere of the brain where the emotional housing system of the brain is. Now, I know that there'll be people out there going, there's a better explanation to that, but I'm going to keep it really simple. Okay, so right ear, left brain, emotional housing. So the right ear is listening for the upper partials in the, in the voice, the height in the voice, because that's where the emotion of the human voice sits. So if you don't have upper partials in your sound, in your sound it's really difficult for the listener to connect with you Mm. emotionally and it's a great example if you've got a really monotone and they're speaking on this level and talking about the abc radio it's down on that level and it can become quite monotonous but if you've got that lightness in the voice which you're talking about that internal smile which lifts the palate you get the upper partials in the sound so that the brain can connect and the people are listening going oh i get it i understand it yeah that's interesting Yes, there you go. that does make sense because you you sound uh, more personable, I suppose. Brighter, lighter. Yes, but the, and the, the the easiest way, and you know, as as news reader, you you pretend that you're smiling internally to lift the palate. Yeah. I tell people to go and have fun. When was the last time you went and had fun and actually lifted the voice and brought that that joy into the sound of the voice? And they're like, oh gosh very long time because when you're animated when you're excited and I think of Anthony Robbins in this case or or Oprah you know you've got a car and you've got a car and she goes up into that and we're like yes okay yes um we're connecting we're connecting to that emotion so there you go that's interesting yes yeah Hmm. so talking about Oprah if Oprah's voice was a color what color would it be I thought when I read this Red, because it's a strong, I, I look at her as a strong voice and red is a strong colour, mm-hmm. um, you know, something you take notice of, vibrant red. Yeah, absolutely. What woman's voice has been the biggest influence in your life as you were growing up? I would have to say my mother and grandmother. And in particular I, I was thinking of, you know, well, mum's around me all the time. We're best friends and, and 
and I speak with her all the time and and so she's someone, you know, her voice is always there. Um, but Grandma in particular, when we would be minded by her, when, she, you know, we were growing up, we'd go over to her place and she would tell me little little ditties and funny little songs and and I've always remembered them to this day and I, I often say them on the radio every now and again and, you know, we'd be down the yard playing and she, you know, be granny, you know, granny, granny, grey, granny, granny, grey, can, you know, can we go out to play? We won't go down to the water hole and chase the ducks away. And it's <laughs> things that I would remember. Lot, yeah. And all little ditties as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's a bit of a legacy piece, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And also even even praying at night, if I stayed over her with her and before we went to sleep, you know, she'd say prayers and she'd say the first part and she'd get me to say the second part. And I, I just, you just remember that and it stays with you. And um, so she, yeah, she was a big influence. And I don't think you realise that until later in life, just how, how big it is. I was going to say, imagine if you didn't have that yeah. in your in your gut, in your heart, in your mind, in everything. It, it, it guides you. Yes, it does definitely guide you. I believe that too. Um, just certain things that happen and you remember something, you remember her. So grandma's voice, what colour would you have said grandma's voice is? I would say, I would say um, a blue, a pale blue, probably like her eyes were pale blue. I Beautiful. I think really calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in comparison, what 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 colour do you think your voice is? This is a really hard one, and for some reason, isn't green, it interesting? You you very easily I, go that person's voice is this colour, but mine, yeah. ooh, there's that block. The brain goes. Vroom. It is. It is a block. You're right. It's a total block. I had to think about a colour. What's a colour? But for some reason, green kept popping in. Good. And and then I so I looked up green because I thought oh, green's bad, isn't it? Green's jealousy. Green's <laughs> No. <laughs> but I think green's also nature, isn't it? And Absolutely. Maybe? Green for me is go, always go, bright, yeah. nature connected, light. And, you know, look, it really, it only has to have relevance for you. Mm. Although let me ask you, what colour would you like your voice to be? <sighs> Probably a strong red. Okay. It's so a bit more strong. Oprah? Yeah, a bit more Oprah. Um and yeah, I think so. And and probably the nice blue as well. Yeah, so it can move that that variety, flexibility, yeah. that um that even and symmetric tone that comes mm. through, particularly with Oprah's voice. You know, and I always look. I always come to Oprah because we know her voice so yes. well. Yeah. Uh, but she's got that flexibility where she can go right up into the top and then bring it right down and have those authoritative tones, which is so powerful. Mm. Loretta, what about the imposter voice? Do you suffer from the imposter voice in your your head? Yes. I can say that, yes, I do, um, and that is not feeling good enough, mm-hmm. uh, comparing yourself to others mm-hmm. um, and getting back to the confidence, you know, always thinking that um, oh, that's wrong, did I do that, with, did I, or if I make one little mistake um, in a word or a bit of information, mm-hmm. you know, everything else could be great but that one little mistake mm-hmm. or that one comment that you might get from someone that didn't like something, it might be one out of 100 uh, and I'll focus on that one. So, yes. I. It's interesting perspective because we look at you 
and think that you're confident and that mm. you you know you're really articulate and you've got this fantastic role but it's all relevant isn't it yes, because yeah. for you you're under the microscope and everything that you say because that's what we're we're listening to is only a voice we can't that's see right. the the visual element well that's mm. a really good point do you have to adapt your voice was there a process that you went through to make sure that your voice was translating through the airways without the visual cues um not that i can remember the only thing Possibly I did news and then went into on air, you know, into a shift. Um, and I think, so I did FM news for a long time. I did um, Triple M 16 years there. And the, the positive thing about that is it was very conversational style of news and style of writing compared to ABC, which is a bit more formal. Mm. I think the grounding in that conversational style helps because um, you are just like having a conversation with someone. So um, the only, I maybe I haven't really adapted with the ABC. I think they, that conversational style has come in handy because it's just more, I don't know, it, it, it's more adaptable. It's more, you're more talking to people, relating to them, I think, the way they speak. Um, but if I've had to change it in any way, you know, probably tweak it little bits for the more com- more um, formal ABC than the commercial. Um, but I, I don't, I, I can't recall sort of changing on the microphone. I've just sort of been myself. Okay. And just tried to relate to people the way and speak the way they can understand, you know, just them really, um, yeah. if, I, if that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you for being so honest, okay, because there's these some of these questions are, are tricky. Yeah, I know. We're, we're diving I into we're diving into personal parts of how your mind works and That's how your right. voice works, which is very exposing. You know, you might as well be running down the street naked. <laughs> well, I might have been a few oh, on the on the stairwell, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to ask this question. What tone do you speak to yourself in? Harsh, encouraging, loving, nurturing. Okay. Um, I'm, look, sometimes loving, often harsh, <laughs> often, um, often you know, critical of something that I've done or said or, oh, no, that was wrong. But then I, I remember someone saying, you should never call yourself stupid. And I know that I've been guilty of saying, oh, that was so stupid, you idiot. I know mm. to myself. Mm. Then in my mind straight away, it's, no, you shouldn't call yourself that. You shouldn't do that. Um, and But I do talk to myself and I do try to encourage myself. If I'm getting that negative, I'm starting to feel in my gut nervousness or something, I'm worried about something or I've got to do something and I'm nervous about an interview or try to tell myself, no, you've done this before. And, you know, a girlfriend of mine had a great saying that I always go back to and I used to ring her and say to her, can you just say that thing to me now? Yes, beautiful. (laughs) I need to override this imposter. (laughs) Yeah, and that thing was um, trust your ability. 
Yeah. Trust, and as simple as that, trust your ability. Mm. Now you can do it. Having, having support, that's, that, you know, that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, having it someone is. that if you know in that moment that you can't override it, you're not going to be louder than the imposter. You mm. need someone to bypass that, that moment. I know that I, I can speak to myself with a tone, and here you go, moment of truth, I can speak to myself in, in a tone that is not physical, physically possible for me to reproduce verbally. Really? Like it's, what's it's so harsh. <gasps> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's like Darth Vader, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's that, it's that kind of sound. So, you know, I can't, I can't actually reproduce it. So my next question to you is, you know, I can't talk to anyone in that tone because mm. I can't produce it. So mm. do you ever talk to anyone else in the tone that you talk to yourself in when it's that harsh tone? No, I would never talk. You've to never talked to your worst enemy with it. Never like that. So it's just so devastating that we do this to ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I know. And I don't know if we think that it's going to spur us on and make us do any better and, you know, we're scolding ourselves. No, it does. Again. <laughs> no, it just, no, it, it, because especially when you've done something and you're obviously disappointed in yourself. And to be disappointed in yourself is not a good thing. But but I have, I know, I, as I said, I do talk talk to myself a bit because there's no one else around to talk to. And um, <laughs> I have to talk out loud. Um, and so... But I, I try to be kind to myself, um, but I can go through a whole lot of different emotions with myself too. You know, you can be sad with yourself. and um, But, yes, that. But then other times if, you, if I've done a good job, I can, I probably don't say it out loud though. Inside I'm going, I feel good about myself. But I probably don't go and say, that was really good, Loretta. You know, I probably should say it loud. You absolutely should say it. I want you to say it as you walk up those stairs tonight. I want you to say, Loretta, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> do you do you change your voice when you go on air? Do you go, oh. this is this is Loretta Ryan and you're on the ABC radio? No, that's a different nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in the wrong. <laughs> time frame <laughs> uh, it's I, I don't think so I I but possi- possibly I don't know maybe if you heard me doing the show you might think otherwise I think when we joke around I can be a my voice probably goes a bit higher I don't know um, but when we're doing a serious story it it'll be um, serious and a bit lower my voice but I don't I don't deliberately change my voice when I'm on air I don't deliberately do it. Maybe I'll do it unconsciously and don't know. Mm. Um, I know that I laugh loud sometimes. And oh I- yeah, I'm I'm guilty of that. And and I did. I used to do. Uh, do you remember Walter Williams? Yes, Walter, lovely Walter. Yeah, Walter, and he yes. had Walter's angels. So I used to go in and be one of Walter's angels. Were you? Yeah, wow. and I remember one of the first times I went in, and I went in. Hi, how are you? I'm 
really excited to be here. And I was, I was genuinely really excited. And he goes, okay, you need to bring the bass in because you sound like a chipmunk. Really? (laughs) It was so gorgeous, but it was the best piece of advice, you know, and we've got so much today because, you know, because of COVID, it's fast tracked uh, what I believe the 2020s are all about. And it's about communication and getting back to basics and fundamentals of, of the voice. And I think that COVID has made us get in front of that camera, get in front of the Zoom, whatever it is. Our recorded voices are now dominant and so people are struggling. So if you've got any tips on how you might help some of those particularly ladies out there on how to get into the airwaves tone. Wow. You know, and I I definitely don't think that mine is... Um, here we go. I'm going to criticise myself. I mine is a great voice in terms of I listen to some newsreaders and even the way they speak when they're not reading the news is beautiful. And I think and I think oh why don't oh, hello Walter Williams is one of them. I know why I don't could I sit and like listen that? to him all day. <laughs> Oh, it's, you, you have a voice crush on Walter Williams. I do. <laughs> My husband has a voice crush on Walter Williams. Oh, He's like, just, just speak to me, Walter. That's funny. Uh, well, the, the, my co-host Craig Zonka has one of those dupe voices. He does. Oh, yes, he does. He does. He's got a very beautiful tone and it's there does. all the time. It's there all the time. Um, and so some tips would be um, definitely to to speak slowly and sometimes that is a fault of mine I tend to quicken up when I'm excited Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think when you quicken up you get a little bit higher Mm. you know in in tone so it would be to speak slowly um, and look everybody's got a different way they speak with their vowels and things but sometimes I, I know I had to get a girl out of the habit of saying four for the number four Mm-hmm. You, you know, there are certain things you have to be conscious of that you're doing, mm-hmm. um, but we all have little funny ways we say words, you know, and that's just how we we learnt to say them growing up, I think. Um, I never did elocution and I, I actually do wish I had have gone and learnt elocution um, lessons. Um, I didn't do speech and drama either. I, mm-hmm. I like to have done that that little bit of acting which Mm. I think might help as well when you're projecting your voice but the projecting of the voice is is a big thing too um and you you notice it when other people get up on in in uh front of a microphone and start speaking and then someone else gets up who has a louder voice and are able to really project um or don't even need a microphone and Mm. the one thing that I think over the years my voice has developed to be quite strong where I can be loud but not uh, affect my voice in a negative yeah. way. Uh, yeah. because many years ago um, when I was in my 20s and going out to nightclubs when people used to smoke, um, I never smoked, but in those nightclubs when you were dancing, loud music, people were smoking and you were talking over the music, every Monday morning my voice would be husky. And I have to read the news. So that's when I did go to a voice coach and to get some uh, exercises to do, some little drills and different things. And which I do still I've, I've, said to, I've said to my singers, you know, that are out there and making it in, in the world of singing and they go out to a club and they're not drinking, they're not smoking, they're not no. doing anything crazy. But I said, you can't go. 
but I'm not, I'll, I'll be home by, you know, 11 o'clock. I said, no, it's the music. The yeah. thud affects wow. the larynx and the vocal cords. Just that goosh, 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 wow. goosh will affect and tire the vocal cords because you're having a physical response to it, a fight and flight response where the, the cords are actually engaging every time. So you can not even talk and it's going to have an impact. That's Just going to, a, you know, a really big concert at a boondle will mm. make your voice tired. I didn't know that. It's fascinating Yeah. how many different things will affect the voice. And talking about that, do you do anything consciously because your voice is your, your instrument, mm-hmm. it is your yes. work? What, what do you do to keep yourself on top of health and fitness? Well, you know, I should go to bed a lot earlier than I do because I get up at three every morning and um, we have to be at work at four and I really should be in bed 7.30 or 8. Um, but I've been pretty bad where I've been going to bed late, 9.30, uh, 10 o'clock last night and silly. Um, but and I notice when I'm very tired, my voice sounds tired um, it sounds it's not so, it's not really scratchy. It just sounds tired. Mm. But I do, you know, when I, I exercise, I go to the gym, I go for a run, that clears my head, makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have magnesium every night before I go to bed. Good. Um, and, I, you know, and I will still do some of those little warm-up exercises if we're starting early and if I am tired. Um, I'll just quickly, you know, something like that. I mean, I probably don't do enough of that, but I'll do something like that, you know, to, to warm it up a little bit. Okay. Well, it brings us to the time in the uh, interview that I wanted to get those straws out that I sent oh, to you. Yes, these ones. <laughs> the Voice Straw, who have is our official sponsor for the podcast. Fascinating. So we've got four different size voice straws. Now, there's some fabulous nerdy science that you can go and find uh, on my website and have a a look at that when you get a moment to understand what's going on and what we're creating, the breath pressures that go on in the the larynx. But Mm -hmm. I thought today we might just have a little bit of a play and I want you to get out the big, what we call affectionately Big Betty. I've got it. She's 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 big and thick, and I want you first of all see if we can do this. We're just going to go come down into the fry, and I just want you to go. (laughs) I love the looks that I get. It's like really seriously, you want me to do that? Okay. (laughs) Yes. So down. All right. I don't know if I'm doing this right or not, but here we go. Give it a go. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being so brave. Oh, there's just a knock on the door then. No. (laughs) Yeah, that's the interview and bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what I want you to do then is we're going to do it into the straw. So I want you to put your lips onto the straw just nice and gently so you're just kissing it. Yeah. All right. And as you blow into the straw, I want you to feel like there's this big pressure. I'm going to do it and you can see that I get a Big cheek, my cheek puffs out because I create pressure in my mouth and my throat. Watch. Okay. So you're blowing out and you're breathing in and then blowing out. Uh, again. Yeah, just blow into the straw. Okay. 
There you go. Perfect. Look at you go. That's awesome. All right. Now I want you to imagine that you're Count Dracula and you're going, ha, 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 Count Dracula, bobble. Say bobble. 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 And we're opening the throat. Now you're going to have that sensation. You're going to feel that pressure as you blow into your straw and you're going to do the same thing where you're going to slide. So I'll do one for you. You stay on the on the big one. Okay. So am I going to do that? <laughs> am I breathing in? <laughs> like, yeah, you've got to take a breath in or you should probably pass out. Good. That was immediately better than just going, oh, yes. it? Did it feel so, easy? Yeah. It Easier? Felt strong, actually. It felt strong like I was really pushing it out. Okay, so that's one of the first exercises. Let's go to the twins, the two little mm. skinny short ones. Yes. Let's see how that feels in with this one. I want you to keep your tongue forward just behind your bottom teeth, nice and relaxed. Don't push onto it too hard. So we'll do it on the, the twins, see what you feel this time. Do the same thing. Is that right? Yeah, did that feel different at all? Yeah, um, I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different pressure. It's okay. a different pressure. So yeah. what the, the, the different sizes of the straws is used so that as you get better, you're going to graduate to the long skinny one because that represents the vocal tract, okay? So as you go higher and as you become more advanced, you're going to graduate to a skinnier straw Hmm. but can you just say for me that's not my porridge that's not my porridge that's not my porridge that's not my porridge excellent we're going to use the two the twinsies all right and you're going to have that sense of that can't dracula in the throat and Mm. we're going to pretend that we're baby bear mama bear and papa bear we're going to go Mm. that's not my porridge that's not my porridge. That's not my porridge. And we're going to do okay. it into the straw. I'll show you. <laughs> I think I need a glass of wine. Yeah, it's Friday. I'm going to, you can have one as soon as we're finished. Give it a go. All right. Right, again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now say it normally yeah. for me. That's not my porridge. That's not my porridge. Oh, did that feel any different? That's not my porridge. I'm going to do this again. Do I do it again? Mm. I don't know if I said it probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, feel feel the cheeks blowing out. Once oh, the more. cheeks are going to blow yeah, out. Yeah, the cheeks are going to blow out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hard. I know. Now say it normally. That's not my porridge. Oh, there's really a nice and tight. There's a there's yeah. a depth to it. That's not my porridge. Yeah. yeah, we're getting the larynx to relax and come down really so that it's not coming up. Yeah. So I'm going to um, give you some exercises and I'm going to spend, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to no. you know, spend some time while we're off air and we're also going to introduce the cups. Oh, yes, the cups. Okay. Yeah. So we'll play with those. They they work on the aeronautical and the acoustical pressures in your voice. 
Right. So at some other stage when we're not on air, we're going to come back and I'm going to uh, help you with that because I think it's going to help support you. That, that's fabulous. Like I've never any, never done anything like that before. And that- oh, it's it's awesome. It's it's really mm-hmm. awesome. And the lady who's created it, Mindy Pack in America, is <coughs> making some extraordinary headway over there with these and and um, working with some pretty incredible people that we all know. Mm-hmm. Let's just yeah. say it that way. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> so we're just about at the end of our conversation today I've had so much fun talking to you I I just want to know and our listeners to know what's next for you and your voice that's really interesting it's hard um that one because I look I hope that I'm continuing to do broadcasting for a long time in particular um just talking to people and telling their stories I just love going out to meet people I love being able to get their story across we have so many fascinating people who have so many have fascinating lives that we don't know about and I love being able to tell their story and I love giving them the satisfaction of hearing it on the radio and you know you wonder don't you sometimes why you have the job that you have and I always think there's a reason for things and I do think the reason is to be able to give people a voice Mm -hmm. who wouldn't otherwise have one and they can do it through me. So Mm -hmm. I just want to make people um, happy most of the time too, you know, with the radio skills that we do. Sometimes we we take life so seriously and it has been serious. But I just like to make people happy and, you know, tell their story. Well, I know that you bring a lot of light into everyone's day and you've been a delight today. And I do think that you're in complete alignment with your purpose in this lifetime. So thank you so much for coming and joining us, Loretta. It's been a joy. Thanks for joining me today to strengthen your voice. You want to be heard and you deserve to be heard. We're here to make sure that the woman's voice is heard. I'm Lisa Lachlan-Bell and together we are... The Woman's Voice. Thanks to our official sponsor, The Voice Draw. For more information on your voice, go to thewomansvoice.com.au.